I'm Jeb Sharp, and this is The World, a co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. The horrific gang rape and death of a young woman in Delhi last month led to widespread public outrage in India. Protesters took to the streets demanding more respect and justice for women in India. Those protests have reverberated in neighboring Pakistan. Women's activists there have been fighting repressive rape laws for years. One of those activists is Hina Jalani, a lawyer who practices before Pakistan's Supreme Court. I think this uh, whole public mobilization has been very inspiring for people in Pakistan. They now understand how important it is that the responsibility and the ownership of social action is taken by the public and not just left to small groups of civil society organizations uh, or human rights and women's rights groups. Has there been a similar case in Pakistan, something sort of so egregious and, and, and so public that people couldn't look away? Yes, there have been. And uh, uh, in Pakistan, there has been similar mobilization. We've also had, because of that kind of mobilization over individual cases, many policy changes and certainly legislative reform did take place in 2004 which dealt with the very notorious rape law in Pakistan that was famous for turning the victim into an accused because of certain technicalities in the law and because of its anti-women slant. Is that law still in effect? No, but prosecution of rape is still a problem. Not more than 2% of rape cases that are reported can be successfully prosecuted, basically because of requirements of evidence and because of laxity in investigation. Hina, tell me how Pakistan is the same or different from India in terms of its response to gender violence. The difference between the situation in India and some of the other South Asian states, of course, is that India has had a consistent history of democracy. Many of our countries have fallen prey time and again to dictatorial and arbitrary rulers who, as a policy, have promoted one particular trend or another as a ploy to control people's lives. And therefore, the kind of public action we have seen in Delhi, where almost everybody was out on the road protesting, is difficult to achieve in Pakistan. Nevertheless, Pakistan does have a history of public protest. Women's rights movement is one of the strongest, and they have perhaps set the tone for public protest as an effective mode of compliance with human rights standards by governments, especially in the area of violence against women. But Hina, I mean, I I take what you say and, and hear the history, but isn't it the case that it can also be very tough to protest in Pakistan? I mean, when people gather to protest something like what's just happened in India, what happens? And now, of course, because of the fact that there is an elected political government in place, we do not expect any kind of violence response from governments. But in the past, uh, let me tell you, during martial law, for instance, it was the norm that brute force of the state was used against women's rights activists, against journalists, against lawyers, against parliamentarians even when we had come out to protest on any issue and on any violation of human rights. Finally, just how, how do you see this case in India affecting cases in Pakistan, if at all? 
I think it is already affecting the situation of uh, civil society uh, response to this whole question of violence against women, not just in Pakistan, but in other uh, South Asian countries also. You have seen that this uh, particular protest did reverberate in other South Asian capitals, uh, in Lahore, in, in big cities like Karachi. This is certainly something that has inspired uh, a kind of reinvigoration of advocacy on violence against women. Hina Jalani, thank you very much. Thank you.